Maximum Health with your host, Dr. Ken Gray. Dr. Gray obtained his master's in both acupuncture and oriental medicine from the Atlantic Institute of Oriental Medicine. Dr. Gray enjoys both being a physician as well as being an educator. His unique approach to holistic healing has taken him abroad to lecture in Germany and treat sports professionals in Hawaii and France. He is co-author of several books on food therapy. His office is in Jupiter, Florida, where he has practiced for over a decade and where he resides. Now it's time for Maximum Health with Dr. Ken Gray. Welcome back, everyone. This is Maximum Health, Quality Living, and I'm Ken Gray, Holistic Physician. Thank you for joining us every Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard. I hope you've been following us on the social media and all our podcasts via um, the public radio exchange, prx.org, as well as iTunes. iTunes is a great way to keep in touch with us. And uh, if you've missed shows, you go there. It's easy. Look it up. Maximum Health on iTunes podcast. Um, as you know, we have different guests every week, and I'm so honored always to be here uh, with my guests. I have a repeat <laughs> <laughs> guest, Ms. Thais from the Volo Foundation, co-founder. Thank you. That's right. Thank you for you having are, me again. I know. It's it's my honor, and I, and I kind of know your schedule is out of control. I mean, literally, you're always traveling. Some for pleasure with family, because you have a nice, big, beautiful family. I always see the pictures on social media. Yes, six kids. Yeah, <laughs> but the, uh, uh, also for your passion for helping us as a global community to stay in touch with the status and data and what's going on with climate change, um, the, the way the Earth is responding to human involvement whether or not we're being good stewards or if we should be better stewards. <laughs> uh, I, and I call it a passion because, you know, I've spoken to you several times about it and you really are passionate about this. This is not just a job for you. And it's a foundation with many partners, the Volo Foundation. You know, I'm looking at just last year, partnerships include the Make-A-Wish Foundation and the St. Jude's Children's Hospital and a lot of big names. And you're global, you're, you're an international foundation. And tell me a little bit about where you started and... Uh, what your what your job consists of we started in 2014 and we started mostly with health and education mm -hmm. but uh, my husband is an MIT graduate he loves numbers and he was a little skeptical about the human relations with the climate and mm -hmm. the involvement and he did the numbers himself mm -hmm. we are self-funded and we don't have any any government mm -hmm. or any agency or right. any private corporation behind the numbers that it was just his curiosity right. in order to see how bad the climate change problem is and we after he did the numbers he realized that the number one problem in the world is climate change mm -hmm. in and it affects all the other ones mm -hmm. it affects education it affects health it affects economy it affects uh, agriculture immigration national security yeah. so if if I can help people connect the dots yeah. and be a better environmental and it's just being better as a person with your surroundings the same you're better with your neighbor mm -hmm. you have to be better with with the environment and you know so you just collect the data mm -hmm. you no, not just that's a big part of it actually that's the most important part mm -hmm. and then you provide it to people that need it mm -hmm. um, this could be many different companies corporations people energy involved sectors I mean 
Any <laughs> odd things that we need to know about? I mean, who, who else would want this well, information? Well, nowadays, uh, actually, politicians are reaching out to us okay. to see. It is great to see how some politicians that used to be skeptical yeah. now are getting involved. I right. mean, we have uh, Governor DeSantis, who uh -huh. just named a chief's re resilience officer okay. in the state of Florida. When you have a Rick Scott and a Rubio that never even never mentioned even the climate change, it, yeah. now you have someone that is opening the eyes yeah. and seeing that Florida is one of the uh, uh, most important states mm -hmm. and most at risk, I would say, yeah. and for hurricanes, for uh, air pollution, for water, algae bloom, mm -hmm. all yes, the things that yes. are happening in our yeah. state. You know, as a physician, uh, my job, my primary job is healing. And so obviously healing of all sorts and the climate uh, involves us, uh, environment, um, I see that a lot of the effects of the environment on the, my patients and so forth. But anyway, we get into conversations. And the long story short is uh, one of the things that I've spoken about, because prior to starting this interview, we were remarking how we were supposed to record last week, mm -hmm. but we weren't able to. You had to leave because we had Hurricane Dorian on the way to there our shores. Right. And we live right on the coast. So this is a thing that we have to be mindful of. Now, that being said, here we are, and our job now seems to be focused on Bahamas as Florida residents who frequent the Bahamas. It's passionate for us to support the people of the Bahamas who are suffering. However, again, another part of this discussion that we're having here is these sort of tragedies, whether it's hurricanes or fires, which is the topic mainly of this show, because this show is really about, it's not just climate change, it's really about the fires mm -hmm. that are happening globally. Because we initially, uh, we initiated our conversation on what we were doing the show because of the fires in the Amazon. Mm -hmm. So I come full circle to say that we are people of proximity. The things that make us or activate and actually do more than just talk bleep <laughs> you know what I mean talk us. crap talk <laughs> nonsense uh -huh. just sitting around oh I'm so sorry I'm so this and that or can you believe or blah 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 talk 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 mm -hmm. but actually act and move into action is the things that affect us in proximity Direct. right mm -hmm. yeah so so nearness mm -hmm. right because uh, people in New York care less about what's going on in Bahamas I mean they care but they're not getting on their planes and going down there and bringing you know mm -hmm. supplies like people in Florida are so so this sh discussion, you know, for us, we started to become really familiar with forest burning when the Amazon and the title, the lungs of the earth, became mm. like this big thing. And to tell you the truth, the way that I found out about it was a post from Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, the news wasn't on. No, it no, wasn't the news. It was a follow Leonardo DiCaprio because of his work with the environment and because I'm obviously it's part of my scope and healing. Mm -hmm. And I like that part of uh, his aspect of him. But when he posted that, says, wow, no one's airing this? Has, no, no one's covering this? Mm -hmm. So here we are together today talking more about it, but not just about the Amazon and that because those statistics I'm interested in. But the fact that that now brings attention to what is happening globally mm -hmm. with wildfires versus prescribed fires. Because forest burning has, is ancient. Historically, they do it's it. It's been exactly. gone. It's, the, the earth has been managing that and, and mm -hmm. it's been happening. But human involvement, mm -hmm. that's where we are now. And 
I'm, I'm going to disagree with you when okay. you say it has nothing to do with climate change. Because no, 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 I'm not saying it has nothing to do with it. I'm just saying that it's, the, it's uh, been going on. Yeah. Yeah, it's been but going when on, people, yeah. in, like I said before, when okay. they connect the dots yeah. and they realize that the emissions and the greenhouse gases yeah. are making the atmosphere a lot warmer, okay. that is leading to the fires. Okay. Not only in the Amazon. I opened the, the news this morning yeah. and, and BBC is saying but in Australia. Okay. I don't know how many. Uh, it has to be in the thousands of acres. Right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Acres are being burnt right now. Yeah, yeah. So it is in Bolivia because mm-hmm. the Amazon extends to Bolivia. Right. And you were, t- you were telling me about yeah. another one, but because these yeah. things are in cover on the news, right. we don't even know. We don't think about it. But we yeah. have to understand is about the emissions. Okay. We The oil and, fu- and fossil fuels right. are burning 35,000 tons mm-hmm. of CO2 annually. That's so, huge. That's a big number. That's a big number. So in the last two years, I was talking to you because two yeah. years ago yeah. I fled to because of Irma. Yeah. This year, this interview was last week. We yeah. were going to talk about the Amazons, and yeah. we couldn't do it because right. I drove to North Carolina with right. my family right. because be of safe. Dorian. It was recommended. By but let me tell you, know, you something. Yeah. Dorian would have been twenty a lot less intense had we not add the amount of. Uh, CO2 CO2 in the atmosphere. It is, my husband did the numbers and the the winds that were in the Bahamas at 40 miles per hour would have been 20 miles per hour. And this hurricane that was was a category five, it would have been a category three. So like I said, I don't know, your followers, I'm sure they follow you and they heard me last time. And last time I was here, I said, if we keep it going, if we don't stop the emissions, the hurricanes are going to be more intense and they're going to be, of course, more costly. How much more money are we going to spend? People don't realize how much money they, and that's what's important to for most voters and politicians is economy. Right. We did the numbers again with right. Dorian. Uh, the state of Florida, the GDP of the state of Florida right. is 20 billion a week. Right. We were close, or a lot of the parks, tourism, we were close three to four days before the hurricane was gonna hit. The hurricane never hit, but there were a lot of um, places and local businesses mm-hmm. that were preparing for the hurricane. So if we shut down 25% of Florida, we lost $5 billion mm-hmm. only because the hurricane was coming. Right. So if you, again, connect the dots, yeah. is is the emissions are the new tobacco company. We made the tobacco company responsible for so many lives. Right. We have to understand that the emissions in the oil company and the coal companies are the new tobacco now. So when we look at those stats, those, those the data that you've collected and the reality of the effects of this, we're not saying that these things wouldn't happen because we know that we, we can say honestly, hurricanes, fires, all these things are acts of nature. But what we can say is the intensity of them exactly. is increasing. And that is something, you know, in my research, I did go on and I looked at what different meteorologists were saying. I've spoke, mm-hmm. I've had uh, people from NASA on my show and, you know, and I really try to keep an open mind on that because, you know, there's obviously, there's doubters there that mm-hmm. want to say we can keep doing what we're doing and has nothing to do with us. This is nature. And then, but the majority of people, like you said, even the politicians are starting to change the tune. Scientists are starting to come up and fess up with the reality that, yes, while it may not be the origin, mm-hmm. it is intensifying. We are making things worse. And 
one interesting thing too, and I will say this connects with, you know, again, we were affected by Dorian and that's why this is part of this show that was originally supposed to be about fires. <laughs> but we have yin and yang, right? We have the yin, which is the water and the and the, that area of the nature is intensifying, the hurricanes and rains and storms. Then you have the yang, which is the fire, which is uh, intensifying and burning more acres, more and more mm-hmm. uh, acres. So we're talking about hundreds of thousands of acres. Um, each each burn, which is a lot when you think about it. And yes, it's affecting the lungs of the earth when you think about the balance of, of providing oxygen to us. So when you take all of that data and you say, okay, it's getting more intense and uh, we haven't gotten to that place where it's ending. We're saying it's going to continue. So now what happens when the pressure systems, and that's where I was going with the other part of the research, the the amount of CO2 emissions and the the way that the earth is responding to the increased heat seems to be changing the pressure systems. So when we look at fires which are spreading faster, sitting longer, the heat intensity, we can also see that connection. The hurricane sat over the Bahamas for longer, for longer, didn't move. Mm -hmm. And the one unanimous thing that the weather meteorologists had said, they could not predict because of the change of this unpredictable pressure system. Mm -hmm. They could not understand where it came, it was not the usual. It's an ecosystem. Right. It's a a circle, it's full circle. And I wanna read something that says here, the massive rainforest which contain 90 to 100 40 billion metric tons of carbon yeah. also recycle its own water, yeah. generates moisture, helps us st- stabilize the global climate. Yeah. So losing most of the forest is going to affect everything, precipitations, right. water pressure, right. all, it is all one thing. So right. we have to understand that it's affecting everything. It's the earth is a cell. It's an organism. The circle of it's life. Yeah, I'm yeah, going to yeah, be yeah. like the Lion yeah. King. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah. No, it's important. And, you know, I, I, I was watching a, a speaker on TED Talk, and he was talking about in 1910, there was actually a fire the size of Connecticut. And I believe this fire was called the Big Burn. And it spread um, it, it, it spread over 3 million acres. acres. Yeah. And that's huge. I mean, mm-hmm. that's bigger than any fire really we've known today. I don't know how many, you know, acres, acres the, uh, Amazon. the Amazon, but I'm sure it's up to there. Uh, billion metrics. No, these are the tons of yeah. CO2. Yeah. But um, but this one went from eastern Washington to western Montana. And what he was saying was this was the first time we realized how humanity was starting to affect, not necessarily because of CO2, but also because of the way that they were doing the deforestation using the big trees, mm-hmm. because lumber became a big commodity. And what was left in its place were smaller, thinner barked trees that were now starting to fill in space. And so instead, and then they had stopped the planned burning. So what I'm asking you now too is, is there a way to now manage going forward with some prescribed burning to help us with these fires on a global level? Is that something you've talked about or thought about, or is that something your research involves? Prescribed burnings, like you said, have always been there, and they know how to do them, and they know how to manage this burning. There's a lot of technology behind it. Yes, I think think the uh, Amazon 
the problem with the Amazon right now is that it's burning 85% more uh-huh. than it burned the year before. Oh. The, we have the California fires. Right. We have Which was right also in the hundreds Australia. of thousands. Exactly. Yeah. The, the um, fire, uh, I want to say like the summer is getting hotter, hotter right. longer. Windier, drier, it's, it's more starting, drought. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. The droughts are... Yeah. Uh, so there is a lot of things affecting what we used to be like prescribed yeah. uh, fires right, right. that people don't know how to control them anymore. Right. We can't keep up with it. Exactly. But yeah. not only that, the Amazon is home to 34 million people, yeah. the indigenous that live there. Yeah. There is wildlife that is already at risk, yeah. and now we're losing it more. Okay. So, and now the Amazon problem is mm-hmm. getting to a political problem is right. if you read about it is about the the president yeah. and this morning as a matter of fact i just saw that they kill a i want to say the chief brazilian official who fought to protect the amazon was assassinated wow in front of his family because he's been in the in the position for five years yeah he was the chief of environmental services at the valley do jabari reservation yeah and was essentially the head. He was fighting for the indi- indigenous there. Uh-huh. And the officials said that the current administration has created an, an atmosphere where uh, violence against native people is more permitted, is, right. is, is being right. encouraged. Huh. So it's getting to a point where it's politicians. It's more than it's environment. It's, it's more than environment. Yeah. It's, uh, so you always have Sadly, yeah. is greed yeah. versus uh, health, yeah. greed versus life. Yeah. And uh, people, I don't understand how, th- what are they going to breathe? You yeah. can have all the money in the world, but right. you know, th- you, the air you breathe is right. going to make you sick. Right. So we have to, to decide yeah. what do we want to do. Now, again, you know, it's so important because I, I, Amazon, it, it became an issue because the Amazon was phrased as being the lungs of the planet. Mm -hmm. However, we have so many other forests which are also the lungs of the planet. So not to detract from what's going on and this assassination is sad and these people, the indigenous that live there, it's so important to be concerned with our fellow man. But this global disregard Mm -hmm. for our forests and like you said, the approach that greed is okay for whatever reason is <laughs> no good reason. Some but don't yeah, understand. yeah, um, is is gonna bite everyone. Mm-hmm. It's gonna affect everyone. So the smart people are seeing that. The wealthy people who may say, okay, it's over there, are realizing that they have homes in these places. You know, when Sonoma or Napa starts to burn, mm-hmm. those are not poor farmers those are multi-million dollar you know compounds (laughs) that that millionaires have built Mm -hmm. and these places where people are building these homes are now becoming subject to these Mm -hmm. fires or these storms and hurricanes and so the environmental nature of what we're talking about is gonna continue to affect everybody and there's really not gonna be a place to go where I can say like you said you drove away with your family to be safe but sometimes you drive away with your family just to go breathe just exactly. to go have a nice break from, you know, all of the things that we work with and work for and all of that. But sometimes it weighs on us. So where where d- will we go to breathe? Where will we go to rest? Where, where we go? Where we, will we go to relax? Amount of people that have no houses in the Bahama yeah. Yeah. are going. Where are they going? Yeah. Where are they yeah. going? Yeah. And, and and a big you know I want to give a big 
sort of shout out in that case is back to the Hurricane Dorian, which has affected us locally. Um, but you know, you have the harbor side. The the owner who mm-hmm. built Harvest Island, you know, the the hotel, they're actually putting up their own money, and people are going there. And so you have that again, the nature of proximity, right? Mm-hmm. What affects us because it's close, but you have the hearts that open up, which that matters. So I we think have to give thanks uh, for that. There is always hope, yeah. and there is always we this year the the. Um, Foundation took a little uh, turn and mm. decided to have a strategy for 2019 to 2020 mm. and be more vocal yeah. and talk about it and uh, try to move the needle in the state of Florida because right. the, the it, because like you said proximity yeah. we live here and I yeah mean, by the way that's take care of your home. it just came to me it's the Wyndham at Harborside so we want to thank mm-hmm. you for what you've done for opening up to your doors and your rooms yes. And you see people, um, the school where my kids, the little ones go, mm-hmm. they were asking people to bring donations to the Wyndham. Mm-hmm. And I, I stopped by there mm-hmm. on Sunday from 10 to 12. Yeah. And, and it's good. It's good to see that people are uh, opening their their eyes and yeah. opening their hearts yeah. to what's going on. But eventually we have to do more than that. Yeah. Eventually we have to speak up, we have to vote, we have to ask our representatives to yeah. to to do something I, I firmly believe we all believe that the carbon tax is necessary yes. if you believe in free market you yeah. in capitalism you believe in in carbon tax and yeah. you can think of it as a the you pay monthly for the trash yeah. in your neighborhood yeah. to be picked up right yeah, exactly. if you leave the trash outside and everybody leaves the trash outside and you don't pay for being picked up then it's the value yeah. of your neighborhood is yeah. going to go down yeah. and you're going to lose and your quality of living of <laughs> quality of living is going down yeah exactly. everything so yeah. uh, we have to change the way we educate our kids yeah. is the same we have to 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 be a little bit trust team yeah. we have focus groups in Florida we did yeah. plenty of focus group and I think the um, consensus and everybody is like where is the information coming who yeah. is paying for right. this right. I don't trust what they're saying right. we were talking about politicians you have people from the same party and yeah. and some say one thing and the other one say the right. other one so everybody felt like well I don't believe in this because I don't know Who's, right, yeah. who's saying yeah. it? I don't believe in this because I don't yeah. know who's paying for it. I think we lost the trust for humanity. Right. And unless we take that back mm-hmm. and we start looking in our hearts and looking around us and what's happening with our eyes, not listening what people are saying. Yeah. We know that we is harder. We can breathe. We have allergies. We have more problems. Yeah. We have immigration. So just look around and think to... Yeah. Think about your kids, think about the future, and think about how we need to relate in this planet. Uh, Perfect, yeah. So, you know, and that leads me to say that, and and I heard a speaker say this before, and I will have to expand on it, but this, all of this that we're speaking about, environment, health, our physical health, Mm -hmm. mental health, social health, everything, it's all a social problem, actually. It's not a political problem. It's not. It's a social problem because we, as a society, society, society social problem, um, have to, like you said, change the way we are thinking. Mm-hmm. That's the issue. We cannot pass the buck anymore because there's no more space. There's no more room. There's no more room for error. Mm-hmm. 
because we're it's there's going to be more of those hurricanes that sit over areas because of pressure systems or whatever you want to call it. It's going to be bigger fires. They're going to consume more and it's going to affect more and kill more and all of that. And it's and it's happening multiple places. We already see just in the last month from Australia, Northern Europe, so forth and so on, U.S., right? And of course the Amazon. So, so it's a social problem and education is huge. And the Volo Foundation which, again, I want to reiterate, we're speaking with co-founder, Thais Vogel, um, with her husband, who um, they co-founded the company, the Volo Foundation. Uh, it's climate education health. You can stay in touch with them and get facts, and you can tell us how to do that, Thais, if you don't mind. At uh, org. <laughs> also, we have Climate Correction. is a great conference mm -hmm. in UCF in Orlando, October yeah. 3rd. And uh, we are self-funded. We are not. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you can trust us. Yeah. And we have to change ourselves first. Yes. Change is not hard. It's always good to learn something new. Yeah, the more you learn, you know, because ignorance is, is not always bliss. Nope. And we can tell <laughs> that this is not a blissful time for the Bahamas. It's not a, it wasn't a blissful time for California. And for the Amazon. <laughs> for the Amazon, yeah. for Northern and Western Europe and all the, and Australia. Um, so volofoundation.org, V-O-L-O, foundation.org. Also on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. As am I, Dr. Ken. And this has been another wonderful Maximum Health, hopefully enlightening, helping you to achieve quality of life, quality living. That's what it's about. And um, please educate yourself. And hopefully we can all find ways that we can be better stewards of this planet. Thank you. Me again. Allow me to pick up where I left.